speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Old Testament reading for the day of Pentecost is from Genesis chapter 11. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language, so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore its name was called Babel, because the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The people of Genesis 11. Yes, the people of Genesis 11, they were on a mission. On a mission to become great, to defy the limitations of life. The people of Babel, they set out to build something, as we heard this morning, to build a tower. It was to be the focal point of their greatness. It was to reach to the heavens to signify man's greatness and perhaps, yes, perhaps, serve as a place of safety to survive, to survive another worldwide flood. Oh, how things have not changed. You see, we play, (laughs) we play the same game as the people of Babel right here, right now in our day and age. Dear friends, take a step back, consider all the energy, yes, all the energy that is expended, all the grandiose ideas we hear and all the plans that we make in this life to, yes, try to never grow old, never die, seek to defy the threats of nature and make a great name for ourselves. Consider how we try to become masters and commanders of the universe. Yes, the spirit of Babel lives on. It lives on right now in our midst. You see, we humans, we can't help it. We simply can't. We just love the spirit of Babel because apart from God, we detest the idea of our mortality, that we die. And our weakness in this life, we detest that as well. And so we set out with determination on this mission to advance our so-called revolutions to improve the human race and to make mankind the great God of the universe. If you read history, if you go throughout history, it does not matter which generation, every generation is the same, you will see that spirit of Babel in every generation at work amongst the people, 
Yes, in every generation, zealous youth, yes, zealous youth who are naive to the reality of death, as well as powerful politicians who are afraid of death, while they typically join forces to fix the problem. The problem, yes, that problem is which is death itself. With bold plans, they will seek to create a world where we are protected from the threats of Mother Nature. They will seek to create a world where mankind is in control of the past, present, and future. They will seek to create a world where man is indeed achieving all things and in control of all things. Keep in mind that typically what is at the center of all these plans is some sort of bold tower, some bold solution or icon that praises the name of mankind and unites everyone together in a feeling of belonging to be on the same team. Now, even though these missions and these revolutions and these ideas seem to be very good, they are in reality, get this, listen carefully, they're demonic. Yes, they're demonic. They're demonic not necessarily because they're trying to make life better, but because at their very center, at their very center, yes, at the very center is not the name of God, but mankind's name wrapped in smug pride. You see, the spirit of Babel naively tries to create a perfect world that is absent of God with mankind's name at the very center for mankind's own glory. Yes, for mankind's own glory. To make sure we understand the spirit of Babel, let us hear the Old Testament reading one more time. Or Old Testament reading from this morning. One more time with emphasis. Listen carefully. Come. Let us build ourselves a city and a tower. Let us make a name for ourselves. Now, did you hear that? Did you hear what was being emphasized? The tower was not built for God. It was not built for his church. But it was built for themselves. It was not even built for the name of God, but for their own very name. The people of Babel, they attached their name to the structure to commemorate their greatness. They built a tower to serve as a rallying point of mankind's elaborate schemes to advance the human race and live with complete independence from the threats of nature and God himself. The spirit of Babel makes mankind very big and God very small. No, actually, that is not true. We should say it this way. The spirit of Babel, it centers on mankind's name and eliminates God's name entirely. It is focused on mankind alone. Now, as we think about this, we have to admit that the spirit of Babel is quite contagious, is it not? It is actually everywhere in our world and even right here in this church. You see, who among us does not like to be high and lifted up, looking down on others and saying, look at us up here, look at me up here as I look down below and see you? Who of us does not like feeling famous and safe and happy, wanting everything to be right while being quite pleased with our lives that we think that we have built on our own with our own endeavors and our own hard work. Now, as we think about this, how often do we expect people to bow to our greatness? 
How often do we get offended when people do not recognize our contributions to the church and the world? How quick are you and I to take credit for the good things in life while blaming God for the bad things in life? How often do our solutions in life leave God out of the equation as if, as if this life could be a better place, if the morons in this world would just step it up like us? Dear friends, may we repent, every single one of us, Yes, we need to repent because the Tower of Babel has fallen. We must keep that in mind. The Tower of Babel has fallen. It does not remain standing to this day. God, he, he confused the language of those at Babel, and the Tower of Babel no longer exists because the endeavors and the emissions and the goals of mankind, they're like dust. They wither. They fade. They do not last. For example, do you remember the 29th President of the United States? Do you remember the name of your great-great-grandfather? Do you remember the greatest emperor of Rome? How about the second World Series champions? Who were they? The 1972 NBA MVP, or the 1998 Academy Award winner for Best Actor, or the 53rd Annual Grammy winner for the Best Female Artist? Do you remember? Who are they? Again, do you remember? I don't, and frankly, nobody does either. Nobody remembers what happened yesterday and the things that will happen tomorrow. Well, don't count on them being remembered as well. The point is, all of our puny towers and our little names, they do not last. And they will not be remembered. (laughs) They certainly will not be remembered by others. So all this begs the question this morning, if the spirit of Babel is like dust, why are, we, why are we so addicted to the spirit of Babel? Why do we expend so much energy to build our little towers and try to make our little names great? We should already know that we're just not that great, my friends. We are, if we're honest with ourselves, just not that special. We should already know that the Lord always opposes the proud. The Lord is against the arrogance of mankind. We should know that. In his letter to the Philippians, the Apostle Paul, he understands our foolish desire, the spirit of Babel. He actually confronts it to show us just how pathetic and how vain and useless the spirit of Babel actually is. Let me paraphrase Paul for you. Paul says this, paraphrased. Stay away from those religious busybodies who are full of hot air. All they are interested in is appearances, trying to climb to the top, to wave their credentials around as if there's something special. Stay away from those religious busybodies. You know my credentials, don't you? I, Paul, am from the elite tribe of Benjamin. I have been a strict and devout adherent of God's law. I've observed everything meticulously. I have walked the walk. I have talked the talk more than anyone else. If anyone has a reason to brag, well, guess what? I have more. If anyone thinks they're high up, I am higher. I have more reason to brag than you. But, but all these things that I have accomplished, well, I've thrown them in the trash. They are worthless. They're on the same level as horse dung and cow manure and dirty diapers of babies. They're scubala compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. And Christ knowing me. Baptized saints. The reason why we are so addicted to the spirit of Babel is that this is the way of our sinful nature. 
It is also what happens when we do not have the surpassing worth of knowing Christ and Christ knowing us. Think about it for a moment. Christ Jesus, he never withers or fades because he has existed before time and will exist after time. And what Jesus accomplished at the cross in the empty tomb, well, it was not just a local event for local time, for local people, something that could easily be forgotten. It happened, rather, for the whole world, for all time and for all people. And so the gates of Hades will never erase the good news of the gospel, the good news of Christ crucified and resurrected for the forgiveness of sins. It simply cannot be forgotten. And Christ, even though he has ascended above all things to the right hand of God the Father, Jesus, though, is never too big. Get this, he is never too big or too divine to forget you. That is to say, Christ made you in the first place. And so don't be afraid, dear friends. He bled for you, he died for you, and he rose for you. He calls you by name. You belong to him and he to you. When you go through death, Christ will be with you. When you are buried six feet under, he will not forget you in the grave. And when you muddle through this life, he is for you with forgiveness and life and salvation. And so even though the world plays the games of Babel, building towers and competing to have a name, you as a Christian, you do not need to play the games of Babel, for you have Christ, and Christ has you. Listen up, dear friends. You do not need to compare. You do not need to grade or compete at the game of Babel, because the whole game is insignificant compared to Christ. It is irrelevant. It is useless compared to Christ. Listen up, you do not need to go through life with an inflated head walking around as if you're high and mighty. You need not worry about your name, your greatness, the size of your towers. You do not need any of this because you already have the high privilege of knowing the one who defeated the world, defeated death, and the devil, Christ. You know Christ and Christ knows you. Baptized saints, dump the spirit of Babel in the trash. In the trash it goes. You've been purchased by Christ. Besides, the spirit of Babel is petty and inferior. It is a petty and inferior brand of righteousness compared to Christ. And so baptized saints, take comfort. You do not need a tower. You do not need to make a name for yourself. You have Christ. And Jesus knows your name. And unlike Babel, Christ's kingdom will not fail. His name endures. His kingdom will not fail. And his grace is sufficient for you in this life and in the next. No need for the game of Babel. None at all. In the trash it goes. You have the name of Christ. You belong to Christ. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with